What's going on, Manmukti? My name is Parth, and I'm your host for this podcast. Joining with me here today is the CFO of Viltadil, a nonprofit organization working to reduce mental health stigma and social isolation, especially in South Asian communities. They want to help forge friendships and foster candid conversation by creating a space where people feel comfortable living authentically. Their vision is a world committed to the collective power of spreading empathy, love, and compassion. Along with being the CFO of this organization, Sachin Doshi is the Director of Development at Mental Health America, the oldest mental health advocacy nonprofit in the country. Hey Sachin, thanks for joining us. So I wanted to ask, can you tell us about what Delta Dil is and as a CFO, what do you do? Yeah, sure. So at its heart, Delta Dil is a nonprofit organization that's working to combat uh, mental health stigma and then also social isolation. Um, especially in South Asian communities. So we want to help forge friendships and uh, foster, you know, candid conversation. Um, And we do that primarily by trying to create a space where people feel comfortable living authentically. Um, And really our vision, as cheesy as it sounds, uh, is a world that is committed to the collective power of spreading empathy and love and compassion. Um, And so as CFO, um, I help to make sure that the organization is uh, financially healthy. Uh, I help to make sure that we're thinking about what um, those are the looks like a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, um, and generally uh, just help to make sure that things run smoothly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely wanted to ask a couple of questions on, you know, the goals of Delta Dill. But before I get there, um, first of all, I just want to say I love the name Delta Dill. Um, and Delta Dill stands for heart to heart, if you don't, uh, if you don't know Hindi, but beautiful name. And I genuinely love you know, giving heart to hearts. So I understand that you, you said that you, you provide a platform, right? The field provides a platform for people. Um, how does that usually go along? Like, what does the process look like? So we want the heart of interacting with Dil to Dil or the, the core of it. We want the experience to really be a two-way street. And that is a, a big focus for us. So when people participate primarily through Instagram, uh, they are signing up for a takeover, which if you don't know what that is, means that they are signing up to have access to our Instagram account and our Facebook account uh, for anywhere from two to three days. And during that time, they are posting uh, uh, pictures with captions about their lives. They are uh, going live and actually broadcasting to our followers and are interacting with them, asking them questions, responding to questions. Uh, and they're also posting on our story talking about um, anything they want, which can be the, you know, the challenges that they go through on a day-to-day basis or just a day in the life types uh, format. Or, um, you know, we've had some folks talk about the power the, that art or fashion or other things have had in their life and, and the influence that that's had on their mental health. Um, so really we kind of turn the reins over to them. But again, going back to that two-way street, uh, a big piece of that um, that we see is really beneficial is the ability for folks to interact uh, as that's happening and to really feel at least for that two or three days, like they're connecting with that person. And then for that person who's doing the takeover to feel like they're connecting with, you know, all the folks who are, who are, uh, make up part of our audience. Yeah, man, I can't imagine how therapeutic, but also scary it can be to go on a live stream in front of so many people. But so has anyone actually, you know, gone back and shared their experiences about how it's helped them in through their mental health journey? Yeah, so we actually uh, try to keep in touch with the folks who do takeovers afterwards. We don't really want that to be a, a dropout, and we're looking at ways to expand that as well. Um, we've actually had a few people out of the blue just uh, DM us and tell us, 
uh, that they found what we're doing valuable. We had one person who actually messaged us and told us that, uh, you know, we had inspired them to speak up about their mental health to their parents and that they were actually on their way to see the uh, therapist for the first time that very week. Um, so I don't know what happened after that, but I'm assuming that went well. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing, man. Wow. And I can't imagine how much it's helping, not just her, but everyone else that tuned in as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what would you say separates Dill to Dill from other South Asian focused mental health organizations? So I think it's two big things uh, that come to mind. One is the, really that focus on the two-way street that I mentioned earlier. So um, as folks are doing takeovers, we are doing everything we can to encourage audience participation in that. And so folks are doing uh, you know, things like live Q&As. Um, and other similar things that are uh, giving a chance for those, you know, 2,700, 2,800, whatever uh, folks to be able to uh, interact with this person, to ask them about their story and experiences. If something that they post brings up a, you know, a great question, they're able to turn around and, and, you know, and say, hey, I'd like to learn a little more about that. Or like, hey, I feel that way too. And so I think what that means is that the benefit isn't one way either, it's two way. Um, You know, our hope is that someone coming out of a takeover and someone who has interacted with someone else's takeover or viewed it or, you know, or what have you, uh, both of those people are now feeling a little bit more connected, you know, to the world around them and the people around them. So I think that's, that's one big uh, focus for us. And I think that leads into the other one, um, which is really, uh, you know, a big focus of ours is addressing, uh, you know, addressing stigma. And, and I, I like to say it's not stigma, it's discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to, to mental health, especially in these communities, but a, 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 and kind of an ancillary portion of that is also addressing social isolation. And I think the way that we have tried to build out Instagram and Facebook and, you know, the other communities that we're working on um, is really geared around addressing social isolation and loneliness. And I think, uh, you know, that's what that what really makes the work uh, uh, resonate with me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um I actually did uh, participate in one of the takeovers and I saw how everyone was commenting, supporting whoever was taking over. And even like people in the comment section were just like, uh, you know, hyping each other up. And it was such a comfortable environment, you know, and I think it's spot on what you said about it fighting social social isolation. Can you talk more about that and what that means in a mental health community? Sure. So most people know what loneliness is, right? Most people have experienced loneliness at some point in their lives. Um, and for most people it's temporary. Uh, but if you're listening to this, um, and you've ever struggled with a mental health condition, especially depression or anxiety or bipolar or, or PTSD or really anything, uh, you might have experienced loneliness. That's a little bit, you know, a little bit less temporary or perhaps even chronic. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, as a side note, I think there's even research that suggests that loneliness uh, might be, you know, an, a leftover evolutionary uh, trait that was actually really helpful. Uh, I think this was like a Kurtzkatz video. Um, really helpful because it was uh, crucial to survival. And so feeling lonely was a way for our bodies to signal, hey, there's something that you're doing or not doing that is pushing you away from the tribe and you need to fix that or you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to starve. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's not the case anymore. But our bodies don't really know that. And so we still experience loneliness. And when loneliness starts to become chronic, it starts to turn into, you know, what we start to refer to as social isolation, where you really are um, very limited in the amount of contact that you're having with other folks, meaningful contact, uh, meaningful connection with other people. 
that is such an incredible social deter- like such an incredibly powerful social determinant of health. And you know, I think former uh, former Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, uh, in the wake of of leaving the White House, has actually made this one of his uh, one of his chief causes, uh, something that he's in- has been passionate about for a while, but you know, has really been championing uh, over the last few years. He claims uh, that loneliness and social isolation. Um, I'm paraphrasing a little, but are one of the uh, fastest growing public health threats. And that makes sense when you think about the fact that loneliness is associated with so many physical health conditions, so many mental health conditions. And if we can do our part as a mental health organization to help the people around us to feel slightly less lonely, to feel slightly more connected to people around them, I think, uh, you know, I think that's a very important role for us to play. Yeah, and I think Dilt to Dilt does a great job doing that, especially with the takeovers. I did want to ask, though, in regards to like social isolation and fighting that, a lot of times when people are you know depressed, like you said, they tend the natural instinct is to be by yourself, and your body's trying to tell you, "Hey, you need to figure out what's going on with yourself." But most people tend to like distract themselves doing other things, right? Um, but what's some advice that you give to someone to sort of go to the right direction in helping yourself? Um, instead of being distra- instead of distracting yourself, uh, being isolated alone. Sure. So I, you know, I've, I've certainly been there. I think, yeah, like you said, a lot of people have been there. Um, when you, you know, when you're feeling particularly isolated, it's really easy to be able to say, I don't want to hang out with people, um, which <laughs> is kind of counterintuitive, right? You think mm-hmm. that your body's like, find someone to hang out with ASAP, but you know, it kind of becomes this, this vicious cycle in the moment. Yeah. I bailed on a lot of plans myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Social anxiety plays into it uh, for, for many people too. Um, you know, I think one of the things that is really important uh, there is being uh, kind with yourself and, and compassionate with yourself. Uh, there is a difference, I think, between acknowledging um, that social isolation or that the loneliness that you're experiencing in a moment is making it hard for you to reach out to other people or making it hard for you to say yes to plans. Uh, there's a difference between acknowledging that um, and, you know, and beating yourself up for it or, or saying I am less than because of this, this way that I'm feeling in this moment. So I think one, one very crucial first step is just being kinder to yourself about it because the truth is everyone deals with that at uh, one point or another, or at least most folks deal with that at one point or another. And for some folks, sometimes that's a little bit less temporary than others. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once that happens, all these other doors become so much easier to open. It becomes a lot easier to say, you know what? I am going to step out of my house today on this beautiful Saturday and going to go get you know coffee from the Starbucks down the street. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend a little time today and find, uh, you know, a solitary sport that I like playing and just going to go do that by myself somewhere. Yeah. It's, you know, it's tiny steps like that. And I guess I, I, you know, I don't mean to say any of that as a way to say, you know, if you force yourself to do these tiny little things, your social isolation will magically disappear. It's not that easy. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that's one place to start. Um, these things take, I don't know, have taken me years, uh, to make any kind of dent in. And, you know, honestly, it was a change in environment that, probably was uh was a big catalyst for the for the rest of that so you know i don't mean to say there's a magic solution out there How, uh, do you personally find it difficult at times to not be by yourself um and and try to push yourself to go out there do you still have those moments yeah i mean i think um i don't know that they ever go away 
uh, if they do, um, <laughs> please DM me and tell me how. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I would say I, I, I still definitely deal with social anxiety, uh, major social anxiety. I, um, I still definitely deal with uh, isolation and loneliness at times or feelings of isolation and loneliness. Um, you know, I think because of, uh, I guess the, 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 the aspects of my experience growing up that have been unique. Um, I think I find it hard to relate to people sometimes, uh, a lot of the time. And so when I find those people, you know, I tend to, uh, you know, to keep them close. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 this is a, it's a daily thing, right? It's, it's, you don't, I think my therapist put it like, I was, I, I think I was talking to him once about how, uh, you know, I feel like there's, there's this kind of, my mind has this kind of tendency to go towards, uh, towards dark places. And, you know, he said it's, it's that dark place might always be there, but it's not the only part of your brain. And mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the real thing to focus on is not getting rid of that. Uh, it's building around it. Yeah. And I find that incredibly meaningful. Yeah, no, that's very, very well put. I think it's also one of those things, if you push it away, it'll eventually, like, I guess, uncontrollably come back and hurt you even more. One of those things. I know this is a very bad comparison, but it's almost like with um, Bruce Banner and the Hulk, uh, <laughs> him pushing away Hulk not coming out. And then at Endgame, they finally became one. And, you know, he kind of built around his dark side, I guess, or his the Hulk side. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. So back to Dill to Dill. I want to know what got you to join Dill to Dill. And maybe also, I don't know if you have a finance background, but did you, did you know that you wanted to be, you know, the financing part of how Dill to Dill works? Yes. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, um, I didn't know the first thing about accounting or finance or budgeting. Uh, when I graduated college, I studied neuroscience and, and like, research neuroprosthetics uh-huh. um i when i started uh at work um i took the first job that you know that i could find that was willing to hire me and that was a bookkeeping job at mha uh so they were like hey we need someone to do accounting uh you know you can learn on the job i learned on the job turned out i was not bad at accounting um and so started to move into you know uh budget management budget development and more of the finance work at mha uh and so before I moved into fundraising, I had kind of like three years under my belt where I really, uh, uh, I guess, intimately understood MHA's finances as a four, four and a half million dollar organization. Um, so, you know, cue me having seen a little bit of both of those posts online and then seeing that they're uh, looking for, or that Sydney at the time was looking for uh, folks to join the board. And, um, you know, I saw a position uh, that she was looking for that would essentially be managing the organization's finances. And, um, it seemed like a really perfect fit for me to use all this kind of random information that I'd picked up over the years that I had no real other use for. Uh, so that was kind of the initial impetus for me reaching out and then kind of grew into realizing that it was also potentially a whole new community for me to interact with, you know, through the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As CFO, you have goals in mind. Can you share what those goals are and what, what you guys do with the donations that you guys get from your fans? Uh, you'll have to stay tuned and find out. 
um, you know, in response to the first part. Uh, but our website is very, very close to launching. So you'll be able to see, follow a little bit of our progress there um, at buildtothebuild.org. You know, as, as far as the other part, we are still chiefly focused on building out additional ways for folks to be able to connect with each other. And so that's kind of a unifying theme of what you're going to see us be doing over the next year or two. Um, I don't think that that's going to be changing. I think we're just exploring where the best places for us to focus our time and effort are um, so that we are doing what we do best um, and, and not replicating what other folks are doing. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is also, like you said, doing something different. And I, I haven't seen any other organization do this where they allow people to you know, take over the whole Instagram page and share their whole life story. And I'm excited to see what you guys will end up doing in the future as well. I mean, I cannot wait. Thank you so much. What's some advice that you give to someone that is maybe a little too shy to take over, but just needs that push and, and maybe a step right before taking a takeover, what's something they could probably do to make it easier when they actually do that? Yeah. I, so I would say, first of all, if you're thinking about doing a takeover, congrats, uh, that, you know, just coming to that decision in your head, I think is still a monumental one. So congratulations, genuinely. Um, you know, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. We're checking it constantly. Um, one of our, one of our takeover team, you know, team members, whether it's a board member or liaison or someone, um, will, will be in touch with you and just, you know, let us know that you're thinking about doing it, that maybe you have some reservations and, uh, hopefully, uh, I think we can help you see that it's a, we are, we are there to make it as low stakes and as safe, uh, of an experience as possible. Um, we're there to make sure that um, that's a positive experience uh, for you, that you're not sharing anything that you don't feel comfortable sharing, that you uh, don't feel like you're doing this alone, that you feel like you really have a team of folks behind you uh, cheering you on and supporting you in addition to our entire community who is also cheering you on and supporting you. Um, you know, that's, uh, I would say, start there. Just send us a message and, you know, let us know you're thinking about it. It doesn't have to be committal. So let me ask you this. Why haven't you done one yet? Honestly, busy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, I really want to know what your business busy schedule is like. So two, three days of how your busy life is, you know, I think we'd all love to see that. Oh God. It would just watch it. Just you be laying schedules. in bed watching TV all day. Oh man. I wish I wish. No, I mean, I think the, probably the reason I haven't, uh, so I only got diagnosed with ADHD like a little over a year ago. Uh-huh. Right. I, I didn't start going to therapy until like, probably right around the time that Bill's Little was founded. Mm. Um, yeah, actually, I didn't think about it that way before. Yeah, uh, about like a year and a half ago. Um, so I, you know, I think I'm still at the point where there is so much I'm constantly like every day learning about myself mm-hmm. um, that if I were to do a takeover, it would probably be like six months to a year from now when I feel like I'm a little further along in my recovery journey. Yeah, that makes sense. Not that that's a requirement for takeovers. It's just, you know, where I kind of feel like would would make for a takeover that was maybe a little more interesting. Dude, yeah. So I think if someone like you were to share their journey, because it reaches out to a different uh, different group of people who are still learning about themselves and their mental health, and maybe it can also shed some light on what you're doing and teach them how to help themselves as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think, so for me, it's not so much about, oh, I'll do it. I might do a takeover once I feel like I have a better handle on my mental health because I, I think for me, 
I think, I think uh, like one of the things about ADHD that's kind of interesting is, or, or I think, I think unique, uh, you know, in the mental health world is so much of learning to live with ADHD is practical, like almost to the point where, where therapy for ADHD starts to become coaching in a lot of cases. Uh, and so like some of the most meaningful talks that I've heard from people who have ADHD or live with ADHD, um, have been kind of focused around practical things that they do now or have built into their day-to-day life that make their routine more efficient or more, you know, make sure that they have a good day. And so, yeah, depression and anxiety to some extent are woven into, you know, the fabric of all that when it, you know, when it comes to what I personally, um, uh, uh, live with. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I, my, my goal is probably not to do one when I'm like, oh yeah, let me make sure I'm having a perfect week and then I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. then I'll do one. I think, uh, I am, there's so much of ADHD that is about building like kind of practical, um, uh, shortcuts or routines into your life. And so I feel like, you know, for me to wait a little while before I do one would mean that I would have a lot more of those valuable things to be able to share with people about, you know, the other day I learned about someone who, uh, uh, the way that she remembers to take her meds in the morning is she coded, she works for Microsoft. She coded, uh, uh, like a script that calls her phone every morning and just, uh, screams. It's the Shia LaBeouf meme where he's just screaming like, just Let's do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she doesn't hang up until she remembers to take her meds. I love and- that. Yeah, I honestly, I'm thinking about doing it because every time I forget to do that, uh-huh. like I'll realize, you know, like post food, you know, post lunch food coma, right. I'm like, damn, this coma should have gone away by now. And then I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's 3 p.m. And I forgot to take my meds. Well, this day is a bust. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, th- I think that's probably the main reason that I would wait to do a takeover is just so that I have more kind of valuable tips to share with people. No, no, that makes sense. And, you know, obviously do it whenever you're most comfortable, but I definitely love to see you know, what a day in the life you live, man. Yeah. I honestly, I might do it when I'm having a bad week. I think that would be more, uh, we've had a couple folks who've done takeovers that have intentionally or unintentionally been that way. And mm-hmm. they've been so <laughs> unique in, in such an, and in, in, in honestly so amazing. And I, I am in such awe of them. I think it's, uh, in a dark being, way, you know, it's very open. authentic too. You know what I mean? It's not sort it's, of, it, you're not putting up a facade, I guess, or like, Hey, my life's perfect. And yours can be too right? Yeah, they've honestly, I, I have nothing but incredible uh, appreciation of that. Yeah. And I, I imagine how I can't imagine how hard that is either. But it's it's great. And I, you know, of course, very therapeutic. At any point when you after college, who was your who was your support system? And were you were you comfortable sharing what was going on with your parents? And like, well, who did you who did you talk to? Who was your who was your support? Yeah, who's my support network? Um, that's a really good question. It, for me, it wasn't really my parents. Um, my support network in college was essentially non-existent, um, (laughs) which retroactively explains a lot. Um, my support system, when I started working at MHA suddenly became these incredible people that I worked with who had had, I don't know, such amazing and, and, and horrible and, and beautiful life stories um but also were were incredibly beautiful people inside and out as a result of uh, i don't even know but i i don't know they 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 very quickly became some of my closest friends um and and those of those become another you know another arm of that 
uh, I, I think it's, it's, there's something unique about like, I, or I spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, the unique way that children of first generation immigrants experience the world um, and the communities that they grow up in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like this really funny meme about how dating as a child of a first generation immigrant is all about trying to find someone who's as or in the US, uh, trying to find someone who's as white as you and then also as, <laughs> as brown. culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah uh you know like it's a spectrum or something but um <laughs> i think it's weird because you have one foot in one door or one foot in the door and one foot out when it comes right. to brown culture but also one foot in the door and one out when it comes to you know to to american culture um and it makes it hard at least for me to um involve uh my parents in my mental health journey uh more than you know unless it's because it offers some benefit to me. Like it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of bridge work that has to be done to get them to, a, you know, and, and this isn't anything about my parents. I think they, they are incredibly understanding and kind people. Right. Um, and to the extent that I have involved them in my mental health journey, they have been, you know, nothing but supportive. Yeah. Um, but it's, a, you know, it's a little easier sometimes to, you know, to, to talk about these things with people your age. Yeah. And I think also, uh, and you understand this too, being a second generation born uh, immigrant, it's exactly what you said is, I guess, quote unquote, we're not brown enough to be Indian when we go to our home country, but also not quote unquote American enough here, right? So there's, at times you feel excluded. Um, and so finding people that can relate to the same sort of um, issues that people face and especially in our communities, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think at times it's also why I do something like this, like podcasting as well for myself. So I, I, maybe I can sort of relate to how therapeutic it is when you talk about yourself and you learn more about other people too. Um, but Hey man, yeah, th- those are all the questions I had. I, I think I honestly learned a lot about social isolation and how incredibly important something like that is. And I think I kind of knew it on the back of the mo- back of my mind, but I guess like putting it into conversation really did help. Uh, and I think, you know, having a, strong community like Dil to Dil where people are comfortable, you know, sharing their lives and their personal stories and other people even like genuinely sitting there just listening is just a great, great organization and amazing community that you guys are providing to, you know, our community. Thank you so much. Honestly, that means so much. I've had such a great time being on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what I like to do at the end of this podcast, Sachin, is I like to do a rapid fire question round where I ask a bunch of questions and you can only answer them with one word, or I guess like if let's say there's like two or three words, whatever, but as short as possible is what I'm saying. Gotcha. So I pull up a list and the questions now I know it's going to sound really weird, but the website that I found is called a hundred questions to ask your girlfriend before marriage. Now I know I haven't Ooh. asked you out yet and I know marriage maybe not is not in the picture yet for you, but you know, I still want to get to know you a little bit. So I'm going to ask. Certainly domestic partnership, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, something like that. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot a couple questions out to you. And then you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Sounds great. Let's do it. Okay. What makes you laugh the hardest? You're asking a girlfriend this right before you marry her? <laughs> Shouldn't you know that? Sorry, you should know this one. Next. Okay, here we go. How many kids would you like to have? Zero to zero. 
Probably. No, I'm just kidding. Um, zero like, to this is not gonna work out, buddy. Zero to two. I'm I flip flop. Uh-huh. I definitely don't like. I don't think I could keep a kid alive right now. So probably not a good idea for me to have no kids for the next no explaining, couple sir. of decades. Are you team Edward or team Jacob? Uh, Edward. Ugh. This is a Twilight, right? Yeah. What team, else? What else Edward. do you think it could possibly be? I don't. I thought it was maybe boy band. No, oh. you're right. It was Twilight. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Twilight. Um, what what what's the color of your toothbrush? <laughs> Someone there listening to that last question is gonna be like, "Did he think it was BTS?" Yeah, right. <laughs> um, what's the color of my toothbrush? Uh, like a teal, I think, like a teal cerulean uh-huh. somewhere there. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Definitely a badger. They will, okay. they will mess shit up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite superhero? Um, it might soon be uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. So, yeah, Marvel just announced as part of the whole streaming service that Disney's launching. Oh, I'm um, so excited. Yeah, they're gonna have uh, they're gonna have a new Miss Marvel series, and and that stars uh, Kamala Khan, who is I think Marvel's first Muslim superhero. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this podcast is not. Uh, sponsored by Disney, but there is a sale that I saw on slickdeals.com for three years of uh, service. It's $144, which is a steal. I think you should. Yeah, not bad. And I think we have a little code for you at the end as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Suchin 101. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, 20%. Who, who's your favorite supervillain? Syndrome from The Impossibles. Or, oh my God. Syndrome from The Incredibles. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. Yeah, cut that. Ask me that again. Who's your fa- <laughs> Who's your favorite supervillain? Syndrome uh, from The Incredibles. Mm. The whole favorite. like, yeah, when everyone's super, no, no one will be. I love that line. <laughs> if you could be in any movie, it's like your life story. If you could be in any movie with any Bollywood actress, who would it be? Uh, probably like Katrina Kaif. Mm-hmm. God, I'm butchering her name, I'm sure, but it's not like she's going to hear this. I don't think she'll hate you that much. Uh, favorite Bollywood movie? Janatu Ya Janana. Ah, love that movie. What a great soundtrack. Is that a consider a classic? At one point, do we consider a movie a classic? I don't think that falls into... I think it was like, it was a little too, not indie, but like a little too counterculture when he came out. Not even really counterculture. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know. Came out what twenty fifteen? Yeah. Um, what is your dream car? Oh no, I don't think it's twenty fifteen. Never mind. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have a dream car. Oh, something that like runs and doesn't. I don't know. Drives fast. Maybe. Yeah. A dream is to have a car, right? Um, <laughs> do, what's your What's your go, What's your go to dance move? My go-to dancing is probably like the the turtle, which is when you go and sit in the corner and check your phone. <laughs> <laughs> we record everyone on Snapchat and just roast them. Uh, uh, I don't think I have a go-to dance move. I do what I feel in the moment. Oh, wow. That's something what a great dancer would say. <laughs> I don't think either of those words describe me. Yeah. Uh, sorry. If... <coughs> If you're stranded on a tropical island, what's one thing that you would want with you? Can I say a boat? Uh, I think 
you probably shouldn't just to make this answer or this question interesting. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you could have said multiple things. You could have said a plane, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah, I guess the most boring answer is some way to get off the stupid island. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was stranded on the island and I don't have an option to escape, I would probably bring like, uh, I don't know, like a lot of, um, uh, a lot of like, what are those, the Milano cookies? A lot of Milano cookies. Oh, that's strange. Well, Not that's- sponsored by Pepperstrong. <laughs> Dude, I feel like we're just plugging in so many different like amazing companies and we're not doesn't no funds or anything um not yet favorite indian dessert got you go three although i don't really like indian desserts yeah who does uh (laughs) (laughs) you just alienated so much of your audience i really did everyone's like wait what i'm done listening there's nothing there's nothing wrong with indian desserts i just don't prefer them yeah same what he said uh thumbs up or limka uh thumbs up i can't remember the last time i had either of those mm-hmm. and last question bon vita or chocolate milk probably chocolate milk mm-hmm. before we end this podcast did you have any plugs that you want to give up, give away for maybe yourself your company dill to dill anything this is your chance yeah uh come check out our website dill to if it's not up yet it will be very very soon learn a little bit more about us check out some of our past takeovers donate if you feel like it <laughs> cough cough hint hint no um you know as we move forward that website will continue to be a bigger and bigger hub for a lot of the new program uh, programmatic work that we're doing so definitely check us out bookmark us we're also doing a really really cool collaboration uh, that have been for a little while with buckwas apparel um and so buckwas actually worked with us to design some uh t-shirts that they are now selling and if you visit our Instagram and go through uh, the link that we've got there on our profile. Uh, or just if you go to Bakwas's website and use the code DILTODIL, D-I-L-T-O-D-I-L, all one word, all caps, you'll actually get 15% off the shirt that you purchase. And then we actually will receive a small portion of, of that as a donation from Bakwas as well. So definitely check those out. I'm pretty happy with how the shirts came out. And yeah. Can I just say, uh, I bought a t-shirt and I've worn it I think I bought it like a month or two ago or maybe a little bit earlier than that. And I'm pretty sure I've worn it at least once a week, which is a lot in in my opinion, but it is so comfortable and um, I love it. I love the design. Um, It it also for, for us men makes our arms look really nice. Our shoulders look really nice. So, you know, I like it. (laughs) Thanks so much. Uh, We really appreciate that. And I can attest. Sure. looks great. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then obviously sign up for a takeover. It takes 30 seconds. You can just go to our Instagram, click the link in our bio, and it'll take you right to our takeover uh, Google form that takes just a few seconds to fill out. Someone will be in touch really soon and get you scheduled into our calendar and work with you to answer any questions that you might have or any kind of uh, uncertainties that you might have about the process. So we hope to see you on one of those pretty soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds great. Um, Thanks again, Sachin, for everything. You know, I had a great time talking to you, brother. Thank you so much. I had a great time as well. Yes, sir. Take care. Thanks. You too.